So, today we're going to be talking about Libertarian Judaism's stance on abortion. So, this will be an interesting one. Basically, to start with, we'll summarize a little and say, even though Judaism permits abortion under very few circumstances, the government shouldn't involve itself in the relevant distinctions. Uh, we would be counting on a moderate abortion position, and this will not occur under either party in the United States. Uh, Democrats increasingly want abortion on demand at almost any time in the pregnancy, and seem to think there is truly nothing wrong with abortion. Uh, this complete lack of moral consideration on the issue has very little substance to actually argue with. There's nothing to touch on. Uh, the Democratic Party's position hinges on the idea that humans aren't really anything until they're viable on their own. And this is hugely troubling when considering cases like coma patients or even people who are sleeping. And many smarter people than me have talked about that in much better terms, so I'll leave it to them. But needless to say, the Democratic Party's position isn't satisfactory. Uh, Republicans, on the other hand, are closer to the Jewish religious position, but they can also endanger uh, living by a Jewish religious law, personally, too. Um, some advocate for abortion being banned, even in the admittedly rare case of the child uh, threatening the mother's life inadvertently. Um, so pregnancy in itself is somewhat of a danger to life of the mother, obviously. And, but this alone doesn't permit aborting the child under Jewish law. Um, there are cases in which the child inadvertently becomes what is known in Jewish legal tradition as a roidef, or a pursuer, and uh, this status can permit, permit the killing of someone who is an active threat, and this is done without divorcing that individual of their personhood or humanity. It's just admitting the practical standards that we're facing at the moment, unfortunately. So, to boil this concept down, um, this would allow killing to save someone instead of actively ignoring the act. So, um, there are also Jewish considerations for when this is happening and at what point in childbirth or before. So, anyone interested in the topic of abortion should look into the traditional sources more. Rashi and Maimonides both have really interesting things to say on it, and they actually diverge a little bit in their justifications, even though they arrive at the same conclusion. So it's uh, really interesting, and especially to see the Ashkenazi Sephardi difference on how they think on this stuff. It's fascinating. So people should look into that if you haven't. It's, knowing the Jewish position will definitely make you think more. But this is getting far too technical, and we need to bring it back to the pragmatism that libertarians in the U.S. need to maintain for better or worse, because we're not going to get our way perfectly, so we have to deal with it. And uh, even just jumping in this far, it becomes abundantly clear that Judaism has a more well-thought-out position on abortion than either major political party in the U.S. Uh, they're both purists at the end of the day, and Judaism is a wildly anti-purist religion, and it likes messy cases and rare cases to prove larger points and this is the opposite of how american politics seem to be on abortion and 
even if the U.S. were to somehow fall under Jewish religious law, I don't know that we would want a government bureaucrat being the one to decide when our wife, sister, or any other close female you know, um, when something is sufficiently life-threatening to them. This needs to be a personal choice in much the way that uh, personal discretion and moments of things like self-defense become important. We essentially need to trust individuals who have a general sense of what they're doing and at least to some extent understand. And this basically leaves us with the idea that the couple having a child can decide what would be sufficiently threatening to the life of the mother to justify an abortion. And it doesn't have to be just them, but they should voluntarily be able to bring in as many family members, friends, doctors, religious authorities, and whomever else they feel should be involved in the decision. If they want to have a rabbi every step of the way, and have them, you know, in the hospital room going, well, in 36 seconds, abortion is no longer going to be allowed, so decide right now whether it's threatening enough for you. If they want to do that, that's within their rights if they can find a rabbi who's willing. Um, similarly with doctors, that if, if they're... If you find a doctor who's not willing to perform an abortion by their own standards, then they should obviously be free to their own discretion. And you should have picked a better doctor or you got unlucky and that's rough. But all sides in this can come out with more freedom and be better off for it. And siding with personal discretion on abortion is uniquely telling of a culture because this is a really important issue just in terms of its impact on our concept of the importance of human life and it's the validity of human life actually so this again as i mentioned before this touches a little bit on self-defense too because we it's very clear we don't think the way we need to on this, and we're not consistent. Neither party is consistent. The Democrats who want abortion on demand for, you know, most months of the pregnancy, um, see killing in this case is perfectly fine, and they don't even see it as killing it so fine. But when you move it to self-defense, they're going to see you know, there are now laws that are coming about that having too big of a gun to use against a home invader is unfair to the home invader. They didn't stand a chance against the person's home who's being invaded. So their, their thinking is just 100% muddled on this, and it should honestly be laughed off. Uh, the Republicans who really understand the value of um, self-defense and personal discretion in self-defense and trusting individuals as to when they should call the cops or when they should 
pull their own gun and when they should shoot and whether brandishing might be enough. There are a lot of considerations and Republicans seem to trust people on that. But there is a leaning in the Republican Party nowadays that is absolutist on abortion of saying there is no circumstance in which it's appropriate. Which is, if that's a religious position, it's hard to argue with the validity of it for them. And we don't need to convince anyone out of their own religion to have our own. That's the whole point of, you know, valuing freedom. Jews are only going to be free if Christians are free. If Christians aren't free in the United States, there's not a chance Jews are free. And bo both of the parties are essentially showing that uh, they don't value consistency. And consistency in deeply held values is something that actually uniquely defines libertarians. Fundamentally, this is a group of people who put values before what can often be uh, a lot of personal benefit or seeming personal benefit. So rather than saying, oh, I can get taxpayers to pay for something for me, they'd go, no, I'd, I'd rather, you know, potentially be worse off, but not be depending on something immoral. So this is a, this is a particularly important issue for libertarians because it defines something that needs to be very consistent across the board because this affects a lot of law, whether we realize it or not. And how much we want to insert government into it also is going to be telling for a lot of other positions. So if we say, no, government should be able to decide when an abortion is relevant and when it should be allowed or when it should maybe even be performed by obligation or anything of the like, we're essentially admitting that government has a valid place in these decisions that would otherwise remain personal. And if we cede that ground, that's really important ground. And it won't be left at this issue. There's no chance it will be left at this issue. This is, this will be precedent in many ways, or at least for intellectual people, this will be thought of as precedent because it is quite telling about what we think of uh, individuals weighing to themselves value of human life. So even though permitting abortion is not a moral good in many ways, it unfortunately becomes the only way we can really have this uh, mix of personal religious freedom and a lack of government involvement. Because if we wanted to deal with this as murder, as many people think of it, you can see that that's in some sense fair, but that's counting on even just taking Jewish and Christian religious opinion. They're not in perfect alignment. And 
legislating on the differences and actually even taking a side between the two you can see how this very quickly becomes a real problem for religious freedom if American law is based off of Christian religious laws to this degree not in some broad concepts not in a traditional sense but actually getting into um, what are essentially religious dogmas of this is the line in the sand this would be a really meaningful problem for religious freedom and unfortunately the way to maintain religious freedom in my view is to allow abortion under the law and we can continue to advocate against it and make sure people are hopefully getting more responsible even though that's not the way the tide is going at the moment and that you know people wait till they're married or at least in a serious relationship before having sex in the first place so this doesn't happen so often or this hopefully wouldn't happen so often and we need to continue advocating against the cultural acceptance of abortion as though it's like taking ibuprofen the democratic party's position has been really taken for granted how radical this is to say because to say this isn't a full-fledged living human who's already been born we can have a discussion about that but it's being taken as um, the fetus is nothing it's not that it's worth a somewhat less than a normal person it's that this is nothing to get rid of it is to not interfere with the situation and they say this while uh, being upset about miscarriages still if they actually accepted this position that a miscarriage is I mean, like a theoretical loss it's like losing a job opportunity it's not like losing a job you can be a little sad but it's not worth crying about by their standard which is outlandish any woman who's had a miscarriage knows how horrifying this is and that cultural shift needs to happen and I actually think libertarians are uniquely in a place to do it because we're not on one side of this and individual libertarians might well be on one side of this and that's fine for them but Jewish libertarians actually kind of uniquely have a role because you can't write us off immediately as oh you're the christian right you're evangelicals out to push your religion they can say this but they're not very anti-semitic saying that jews want to take control of the united states so good luck to them have at it but um we're in a unique position where we can genuinely say look this is a religious freedom issue for us and we're not cleanly aligning with one party even though I more fairly you could if you were going by a pure we're 90% here 10% here you would probably go with the Republican Party on this issue but we're not 100% with them and 
the distinctions between the Jewish position and the Republican are actually important. They're not minor. So this is somewhere to actually um, speak up if you haven't. And really look into the sources before doing it. Don't, don't walk in and end up um, getting entrenched into one side or the other wherever you've were raised or have traditionally stood or anything like that. Look into it. You'll see the subtleties of the Jewish position and you'll be better placed to argue however you end up coming out about it. The odds you align with me perfectly are low, but you'll at least see that actually Jews don't fit very well with either party. And that unfortunately, because this isn't a great moral solution, but it is the only way we can stay free without a government that would be deciding life and death is to say, yeah, actually, we probably shouldn't legislate too much on abortion. And if people want to do the really easy cases where someone just says, it's a Tuesday, I want an abortion, we could, that, that might really be worth talking about. But that's not the conversation we're having at the moment. If that becomes the conversation, then I think people um, in the Jewish religious world should really think about whether that should be legislated, and that'll be an interesting time. But we're really arguing over the extremes at this moment. We're arguing the validity of the issue of abortion at this point. And this puts Jews in an interesting place to really make progress and to assert that actually the standard that most people view this is invalid. So Republicans and Democrats often talk, and almost anyone who speaks about abortion, talks in terms of how far it is into the pregnancy. And Jewish tradition actually doesn't view this as at all the valid way of thinking about this. Saying you can have an abortion at 12 weeks, but not 20 weeks, is utterly arbitrary, almost definitionally. You can say, once there's a heartbeat or something, you can, you can put some line in the sand. But then you're saying someone with an artificial heartbeat isn't alive. Like, you have the same problems you would have with a coma patient. So... The Jewish position tends to focus almost purely on potential damage. So there, there are even mentions of rare cases in which uh, pregnancy would be so traumatic to the woman that it would just break her. Um, I don't know enough about the cases, but there's, there's a mention of this. So you can tell that this is the standard, that the child being a actual threat is what's relevant. The weeks are not what's relevant. Timing is not the problem until literally at the moment of childbirth, in which case there is actually a defined moment um, before which abortion can be done and after which you, you have to just do your best for both the child and the mother. So hopefully this gives people something to chew on for a while and a new way to think about the abortion issue if you're either less conversant in the tradition or if you just 
haven't really explored the failings of the major parties on this. And this is also a fight, potentially, if people are involved in the Libertarian Party in the United States, this is actually a very interesting topic, because Libertarians have an odd urge to um, side with the Democratic Party and thinking it's a freedom issue, and they're essentially seeding the conversation before they've even argued. So there's no reason that libertarians, as a thought movement, would think that fetuses aren't a status of human life that matters. That doesn't make any sense from libertarianism. This is a personal moral issue. So the party lining up largely on that side of things is a little bit scary, and Austin Peterson is changing some of this. And he's doing so by essentially just saying, no, I'm a libertarian and a Christian. Which is, again, a, an utterly valid position. And there's no reason that libertarians should line up on one side morally. I am inherently skeptical of when you... When someone says they adopt an ideology and with it comes a series of moral positions that don't come from that ideology. So, when someone says they're a scientist, and therefore they are pro-gay, pro-trans, uh, believe everything about, you know, global warming, or any of these issues, where, and especially when you say, when every scientist seems to align on things like minimum wage, they're showing their hand in a really particular way. And this is the same with libertarians on this issue, unfortunately. There's no reason that libertarianism should be associated with allowing abortion. That's a very weird thing. And it doesn't actually interact with libertarianism whatsoever. It's this very shallow concept of freedom. And it's deeply misguided. If someone were to say, uh, you should be able to kill anyone you want because that's freedom, you would mock them because that's the antithesis of the kind of liberty that the Western tradition advocates. You obviously don't have a right to infringe other people's freedoms and liberties, and certainly not their life. So when libertarians will kind of mimic this line of, well, you have to leave it up to the woman, it's the woman's freedom to decide this. It's worth challenging them on this, and this might actually be something that would be worth bringing to the Libertarian Party discussion. Because these are the kind of moral issues that actually need to be sorted out. Every time Libertarians seem to discuss, they end up talking about driver's licenses or national ID cards. These are not pressing issues. These are things... After 20 years of libertarian governance, maybe we'll get to. But these are minor. These moral points really matter. They really have an impact. And Jewish libertarians have a unique avenue into this conversation. 
So, bring it up if you have a chance. Um, this isn't one to shy away from, as much as this is a taboo topic. And it's certainly a taboo when you're saying anything, but it's the woman's right. So, if you have a chance to insert some subtlety into this, which Jewish tradition does, try. Because it really might make an impact for people. You don't need to sway their personal morals, but having them understand that there are people who have... So, if you're talking to people on the, the religious right, having them understand that, oh, Jews have actually thought out a very nuanced religious position, and it's slightly different, although we're largely on the same side. The odds that they'll offer us the leeway we need to continue practicing our religion freely is high, because we have the same value of human life. We just have nuances that aren't across the board because Christianity is, at least in the West, where it's largely Protestant, it's extremely fractured, and it's not as though there's a singular church to declare all these dogmas. And if you're talking to people on the left who tend to be essentially for abortion across the road, it's worth showing them that there are religious people who do consider the life of the mother. This isn't patriarchy declaring women can't have an abortion and they have to be homemakers or something. This is considering the status of the child and the importance of the mother's life. If someone doesn't agree with those things, they aren't having the same conversation as you. If they're not willing to talk morals, it's useless talking morals to them. But in either circumstance, whoever you might be talking to, bringing Jewish concepts to this, it's very easy to see how that could be fruitful. So, give it a shot, and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes for abortion. Good luck talking to anyone, but if anything comes of it, let us know. And if you're interested in the ideas I'm discussing, find more on our own website, libertarianjudaism.com, or on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash libertarianjudaism. Thanks for listening. Bye.